Hello, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately, things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. All right. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Brett. Good to see you. Good to see you. And we, it's just us it this is. time around. And we are actually in um, our new studio. We are, and it looks really, really good. You, you, everybody needs to see it at some point. We have all this equipment everywhere, and it's and it's all it looks very official. And it feels that way. And the, the very cool mics right now too. Yeah, we got some new mics. Um, hopefully, they sound okay. And this is the first podcast we've done in probably five or six weeks where we're actually in the same room, um, still socially distant, which is great. Um, and honestly, that's kind of a lot of our conversation we're going to talk about today. It's just Brett and I today, but. Yeah, we've been working on some cool new things here at the podcast and um, really at One Life Church. And I think everybody's been trying to figure that out, is trying to be more online, more digital, more um, mobile in different ways. And basically what we've been calling One Life Anywhere, where you can take One Life Anywhere with you uh, wherever you go. So uh, one of the things that we've been doing is, is working on what we've been calling it like an internet studio, online studio, where we can record some teaching, some um podcasts we want to eventually get back to to putting the podcast on video but um, right now we're still just in audio form but you guys can't see it but it looks really cool in here so we'll just <laughs> highlight that again that's right you, you should trust us because yeah. it, it does and, we, and and i always want to remind people that we talked about this before uh, the covid 19 thing happened uh, it was at the beginning of the year we actually put out a full color um, brochure about our vision and one of them was uh, an internet studio and uh, when we first presented that it was with the very next day is when we got a donation f- to build it and then that went that very next week was when we started going to all online and uh, so it's pretty remarkable that we've we've talked about doing it for years and then here it is it feels like that was so long ago yes. like at this point <laughs> like it feels yeah. like it was you know last year um, I know we talked about that in our staff meeting today of like but we feel like you know, most of us, it just feels like 2020, you know, has been going on for so long. And really, this yeah, that's right. It's like each week is a month. Yeah, it's what it feels like. Um, yeah. And so what we wanted to talk about on the podcast today, one, you know, Brad, I'd just love to hear even for you and I'm happy to share some of my own experiences of like what COVID-19 experience has been like for you. And we've been doing online services for two months, which is crazy. I think this was our eighth week this past week. It was, yeah. Um, of doing things that way. And so just for you, whether it's personally or, you know, with your family, with um, work, that what things have been like um, for you? Well, for me, it's been, number one, I was super glad that we were kind of prepared. I mean, maybe maybe a little more than others because we had already been talking about these things and we had had experience from the past. So that was, that was very helpful. Uh, the other thing has been, though, the running joke is that you really can't make plans technically. Uh, you make them, but you kind of accept it. You always bake into the cake. Uh, these could change. And that's the same with the reopening Mm -hmm. discussion. It's like everybody knows the first point you need to make about all things is this could change uh, tomorrow because uh, so that's been a little bit of the learning curve. And I think it has been for you more than me, Sarah, (laughs) because Sarah's more of a planner than I I like playing. That's fine. But but Sarah's a a planner and and that's probably been quite the journey, I would think. Yeah, it's funny. I I don't know if I would have always like 
been able to say like, oh, I'm a planner. I like to plan things. And then when you get into a little bit of a crisis, you're like, I'm freaking out and I have to freak out a little bit because I don't know what the next thing is to do. Right. And so I think it's more like that. I like to be able to know that I've done something, accomplished something like there's a task that's being done. Um, and when you don't know what that task next task is, it really is, it's hard for someone like me to figure out, okay, how can I be successful or, you know, um, help our mission the best I can, you know, and, and some days that's just, you know, standing in the studio, you know, for five or six hours, making sure that our content is good. And other yep. days it's thinking about like, Hey, you know, how can we, um, engage people on social media or even our online service or, um, or maybe some days it's just checking on our team. So, um, some days I've been really, it's just taking a, a check with, you know, I work with our creative team and say, Hey, how are you? You know, we need to do that as well, because even right. in the midst of, um, I think all of this, especially for our church staff, I think that some of us have been, um, involved in so many things that we weren't expecting in that time, which everyone is, I get that. Right. But like, it's easy to just stop and be like, Oh, we need to check on each other too. So that's been a, a little bit of a, um, I don't know, just a challenge I think to continue to see. Yeah. And, and I, I think for your own position and those of you who may not know what, what Sarah does, she is the, our director of communications, but it was, it was this whole operation is a perfect storm for your life as I, as I kind of reflect on it. It's like, because your social media and, uh, your communications and tech and all that we're doing, well, mm-hmm. that's all the world has become. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's like everything about the church, you know, we've always had those things, but now it's almost like our expression itself, uh, includes all those things. So Sarah's found herself in the middle of all that. You holding up. Okay. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it, not each every day. day no, not, I mean, yeah, I think that's the thing for all of us. And I'm sure even with friends I've talked about, you know, not in the don't work in, in our buildings or, you know, our campuses, but work in any world, you know, like every time we've done, I've done a check-in with a few of my groups, like a lot of the conversations have just been people um, sharing about, you know, things that might normally seem like small things, but in the midst of everything else that's going on, they feel really big, you know, and like, we just need to check in with each other on that stuff. And so that's been nice. But yeah, I think um, the one thing that I've been trying to figure out how to explain to anybody, whether that's here and in, in, at our staff or even my mom, you know, trying to explain things, just like people don't understand um, how going completely online is more work. And I, sometimes I can't explain it because I'm like, it doesn't seem like it should be, right. but yet there's so many small things that have to happen. Um, like I can give you a really small example and, and I have been doing it for like seven weeks and this week I just totally slipped my mind because we have um, Chad Fry, who's our technical arts director, who's been helping edit the last two weeks, which has been incredible and really thankful that Chad's here. He's been doing a great job just getting a lot of this stuff up and going. I don't have to think about it. Um, but when we put the video on um, Vimeo, which is our video platform, um, and then it, it goes to our church online platform. I had always been putting in a screen that says press play, just to remind people to press play because sometimes you have to press play on certain browsers. Forgot to do that this week. It's such a small thing, but right. like when you don't do that, people are like, I can't watch. I saw one person say it, yeah. but in my mind, I'm like, that's something that, you know, no people don't always think about, but that has to be done each week yeah, um, exactly. to make these things to where people have a, a good experience. So I need you to explain that to me. Yeah. That that's one of those things that went into it. Uh, you know, I, it's, it's kind of one of those things though, that, uh, it, it, it takes more time because we're a very volunteer driven culture too. And one yeah. of the things that happened pretty early on in this process is we, we naturally, we had volunteers jumping in to help, 
But then because of the distancing issues and, and, and safety concerns, well, we had to cut all that out. And so we have a staff, but we've always uh, been, we've always tried to run lean when it comes to paid staff uh, and its ratios to volunteers. And so all of a sudden the staff just kind of got loaded up with that as well. That's not going to play. It's just that it sure. changed the score of things uh, quite a bit because we have fantastic volunteers. I've had people come in from the outside and note and I remember a consultant came in here years ago and uh, his big takeaway from our, his experience in our entire church, cause he, he does consulting work with churches all over the country. And that was his big takeaway. He said, your volunteer culture is, is just off the charts. And so when we kind of lost that in the middle yeah. of all this, it's like we would know what to do with ourselves almost. And so we're a little bit of a, a jam when it comes to that. So that's why it feels like more work too. Yeah. And so that, that's a whole other thing that, you know, I'm sure everyone's feeling in, in whatever role that you're in and, and your job. And so, um, yeah, just wanted to give a, just a small moment to like, hey, you're not alone. I think everyone's trying to figure that out. Yeah. And the online thing, if you're the person, if you're someone listening and you've been trying to figure out how to explain that, the best way that I've been able to process it in my mind that makes sense I think of it as um, anytime I've started a new job like the first three months you kind of feel like you're drowning like there's so much new information you're trying to figure it out because there's no routine right and when you have a routine you kind of know what's next and who's doing that and when they're doing it Um, and I think that's kind of what the online moving to it so quickly um, has been like there hasn't been a routine and even when we found one we're like oh let's move everything to this room you know it's like and then you change it just a little bit and then you're trying to find new routines so um that would be my thing. I'll just say to anyone who's trying to, to process through that. But um, something that came up last week, Brett, I think is, is interesting that for us to chat about a little bit. Um, I think it came up in our staff meeting. We were talking about engagement and being able to um, stay engaged as even as you're talking about our amazing volunteer culture, people who have served on a kids team or guest services or um, which our guest services like our hospitality teams or someone who's on a worship team. They haven't been able to do the normal things and engage in ways that they normally right. have. Yeah, I just think that's fascinating. Like we're trying to figure out what that looks like in this time. Yeah, it, and 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 I, I I kind of I'm concerned a little bit because if you think about it, if you were on a worship team and you worked in kids ministry or you did any of those things, if that's taken away, I mean, I appreciate the fact that coming to church and listening to sermons or singing the songs uh, is meaningful, certainly. But I but I know the people that I interact with the most are the people that their most of their meaning comes from their serving Mm -hmm. and so that's been removed from 98 percent of the people in our church and so uh that's not only a relational loss which uh that's we say we do life in groups and teams because uh one of my favorite things to do is work with teams that are working on the mission that's just and and we had people doing that everywhere but now they don't. So yeah, I have been, I've been very concerned about what, what is happening with people. Um, if you were playing drums on a worship team and now you're just kind of hanging out at your house and maybe playing drums in your basement, yeah. it pretty, you probably feel that psychologically and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I just, that was something I hadn't thought about. I mean, it, we've been, I think so focused on, cause no one knows how long this was going to be. Right. I think we oh, first, yeah. the first two right. weeks we're like, Oh, it'll be a couple of weeks and we'll have right. some sort of plan. <laughs> you know, here we are eight weeks going into our ninth. Um, and so it is feeling like, um, yeah, there's some 
some process of that, of how we continue to do that. And I've seen um, our Henderson campus has done some really cool things. They started a Facebook group uh, different from their page that's able to interact in a different way. And that's been pretty successful. I've seen um, uh, Sarah here at our East Campus was working on, you know, just a, a couple Zoom calls for anyone who's new to try to find this place to just yeah. chat and have um, some people to talk to. And um, I know Zach um, for really the first four weeks um, at our West Campus really set up One Life Dailies um, where we were just kind of doing some just simple devotionals and coaching in the mornings um, each day. They're about two or three minutes. So we've tried a lot of different things to help yeah. people engage two things. Um, and we're still learning. And I think that's something that, um, yeah, we're going to have to continue to learn. And really, I think we all have kind of said this in our heads, but we're almost like you're constantly almost replanting what church looks like in this moment. Yeah. And that's what, that is what, what's happening. And if, if you, if anybody out there has suggestions on yeah. what to do with that, because I really do, I feel for the people that, because I, I know one of the things I like about working on a team uh, is getting to know everybody, but doing things while you're getting to know. That's what I, what I always loved about being in bands. I've been in bands off and on my whole life, and that was always the joy of it. Is like you're with a group of people that you're great friends with, and you're having a good time. You're laughing. You're you're having it. Uh, you're enjoying yourselves, but at the same time, there's like this mission to accomplish, and you're trying to do work something together. So you pull that away, and I know for some. Uh, that can be uh, pretty painful. So you're welcome to send us suggestions on yeah. how we can engage you while we're uh, while we're forced to be apart. Yeah, we'd love that podcast at onelifechurch.org. Exactly, that's emails. right. Now and and but now they're starting to change things a little bit. You know, all the discussion is uh, around reopening. Are you excited about that, Sarah? Are you, yeah, are no, you... I, I think uh, I'm definitely excited about it. It's uh, for us, even on the creative side, what we've been processing is like, okay, we know that online has to continue to be something that we do for a while. And what we've been putting into it and here at One Life, you know, we, we hold a high standard of our full creativity. We, you know, we really value that here. And so we've been trying to find best practices to do that. And we also want to continue to do that when we come back into the building. So trying to find that balance of, okay, how can we continue to um, spend our time well in both of those, those spaces? So that's really the next challenge, I think, for us. Yeah, it is. And so uh, in, as most people probably are aware of this, that the governors of states have all been developing their own plans because it's localized and not every every place is the same. And so, but we do have a Kentucky place and, an Indi- yeah. and two Indiana places. And that, weirdly enough, has they, they're different from one another. And we're trying to figure out what that looks like because Henderson is actually trailing behind Indiana in terms of opening up dates and, and things of that nature. And so we have had um, discussions uh, around that that people need to be aware of. And uh, we I don't know, how much have we solved? Do you feel like when you walk out of the room, do you feel like we solved things? I feel like we had a lot of ideas for sure that like I could write down. Actually, it was funny. So we um, I was giving a recap to one of our other staff members after one of our first meetings and I went through everything and I said them out loud. I'm like, oh, I actually did understand all of it. So it's oh, like, okay, like I did need to hear it, you know, but I need to, what for me, what I need, because I am a planner, as we talked about earlier in this, um, I need to prioritize, okay, what do I need to spend the most time on to make sure that it gives the best value for what we're trying to do, right? Um, and so that's where I'm um, taking time here in, in, in these moments. But as you were talking about that, Brett, with different governors talking um, really each day. Do you feel like there was a point like you're watching those every day and then there was a point where you're like, I just can't watch anymore. <laughs> Maybe that was like two or three weeks ago. Like I was watching every yeah. day and we're all texting as a staff, you know, like, oh, did you see this? Did you hear this? This is what they're doing. And now we're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're going to do what you're going to do. Yeah, I know I reached that point. It's probably been um, longer than that ago. <laughs> <I think. laughs> now, when they said 
they led up this this past week, especially the Indiana governor, they they actually scheduled, and I got a call from a, a one of the news stations in, in town to mm-hmm. ask me to comment once he was done. Uh, she backed off of that, which I was glad because I I listened to, it, so I made sure I listened to it, and because he was gonna, he said he was gonna speak to uh, worship gatherings specifically, and so right. I, I actually I was walking around at Home Depot with my headphones on and listening oh, to yeah. the speech at the same time. And, uh, but it cracked me up when he said he literally named the very next weekend. It was going to be open. And I almost, I think my jaw really did just yeah. kind of, I was, had this gaping look on my face, walk around the store. Like, what did he just say? <laughs> like, and go back next weekend. And all of us are like, well, we can't do that. Yeah. No one expected him to say that. Right. It was very strange. And everything else was phases of, you know, restaurants and things. And then, yeah, worship gatherings in Indiana specifically. So um, Kentucky was not that way. But yeah, I was the same way. I was watching. I have been watching more uh, here recently. And it's not that I'm not interested. I usually find information later. I just don't feel like I need to watch it in the moment anymore. So right. I don't want people to think that we're not valuing the information that we're getting from our right, government right. leaders. But yeah. it is more of a, I think everyone's just kind of like, at some point you're like, okay, they're saying similar things each day and we know what we need to do. We want to continue to do those. So um, let's shift over for the last part of of our conversation here of talking about, you know, what our conversations have been like for reopening. Yeah. They, again, it's not a knock on what the Indiana government did. It was was surprising. And and he did this. If anyone wants to look into it, they, uh, they have this stuff posted online, but he, he did very specific things for other kinds of enterprises, whether it's restaurants or manufacturing, and they gave ratios and numbers. But he really did say for churches, he didn't give the same thing. He just said this coming weekend, you can, you're free to open. And then they, and then they gave bullet points. So we took that information. We were hoping it would be more specific because like everybody else got like 25% of your room's capacity or things of that nature. But he didn't do that, which is, it was okay, but they just gave guidelines. So what we decided to do is say, okay, here's the guidelines. What does that look like to follow the guidelines? As everybody knows too, if they paid any attention at all, was it's stair-stepped, it's phased in. I think there's five phases in Indiana. And I, I think we're, in, are we in phase two? Uh, I, should I think know phase that, two that or it's starting very soon. starts on Friday, maybe. Okay. Yeah, um, we're, we're somewhere in there. We're recording on Tuesday. What is the date? Yeah. Yesterday but I was May the 4th. That so as well, May 5th, because so. the churches weren't affected by the phases. They it's were Cinco like, de Mayo. That's right. It My is. Gosh. And, and yesterday was May the 4th be with yeah. you. And, and man, it's just. A, Sorry, I got super distracted <laughs> by the date. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What are you going to do about it? That's the big question. So the conversation has been, okay, now we were giving, we were given some some good guidelines, but the guidelines weren't, this is what you are to do. It was more like, take these guidelines and invent whatever it is you're going to do. And so that's what our conversations have been like. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think is important for people to know. And whether you're a part of One Life Church or whether you're just a a part of a church listening or um, anyone, I mean, there's a whole nother team of people now in our church setting that have gotten together and said, hey, here's what we think you know, we should do. And that's been a conversation that's going to be ongoing for weeks. But I mean, really like our plan had to be shifted pretty quickly. Yeah, it did. And and my very first plan, which I had to back up, I'm, I'm, I'm about to shoot something that backs off a little bit because <laughs> it was funny. He said May 8th and I heard that date mm-hmm. and I automatically thought he was talking about a Sunday. So in my head, May 8th was a Sunday. And I talked to our executive director right after that, you know, we, we called because we, we both heard the speech 
And, and I said, well, it seems like we ought to do something on May 8th. We really ought to do that because the governor threw that date out. Maybe everybody would be excited. It wasn't until a few days later I found, well, it was Sunday I found out <laughs> that May 8th is a Friday. Yeah. And it was kind of embarrassing. I was like, oh, I wasn't. So we were making all these plans around a Friday night, which we never would have done. You know, anyway. I was freaking out so. all last, like from Friday <laughs> and Saturday because I was like, oh my gosh, we're doing uh, recording Wednesday, recording Thursday, Explorer Edition Thursday night, and then we're doing a service, and we have to we're communicate all that on Friday, on Friday night. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> and it was all because I assumed the 8th was a Sunday. I'm so not- then we did get a team together, and we said, okay, that May 8th thing... First of all, it would have never, we wouldn't have done a Friday night, but we're not even going to do the Sunday. That's the one right. coming up. And we said, that's probably too aggressive, but let's try some things to start off. And today we had a lot of discussions about how can we step in using all the guidelines and just start, uh, you know, easing ourselves into the water. And uh, so that's what today's been all about and coming up with some, hopefully some, we locked down some plans. You said you were able to repeat them to people, right? Um, yeah, well, today we- I was. So, I mean, really our, our plan was to do something we're calling kind of like a, um, a Sunday, I forget what the title we gave it. Because we truly didn't give it a really good one. Yeah. We just it's not said a service. It's, it's like a connection opportunity yeah. thing. Yeah. I forget there was some, something in connection in it, but basically just an opportunity to connect with people who, as you had said, you know, maybe, um, you just want to see people. And so we're still going to have social distancing rules in place, you know, in our, in our buildings. Um, and we are going to limit those to, um, depending on the size of, of our campus, um, to about a hundred to 150 people, depending on the campus. And so, um, that's going to look different. And, but it's also going to be an opportunity for people to get, come together, be in the same space, stay safe in different ways, uh, wearing masks and, and having opportunities for, um, uh, to make make sure things cleaned um, in between uh, either services that we do, and um, honestly, it, it sounds like there's going to be some great things just being able to be in the same room and worship together and still be able to see people. Yeah, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, the theory was that's really what people are missing the most. Uh, they can get the messages. You can listen to message while you're driving down the road, but being in the room with other people and then experiencing worship that way, I think people really do love the music uh, on uh, at One Life, and and they miss. I, I think the online stuff has been great, but it's not been like it is in the room. Right. Hearing other people sing around you instead of just being in your living room by yourself. So we want to provide an opportunity like that that is still flanked by all the guidelines that the government put out. And uh, so we're going to try that and give that to people and see how that goes. And really, you know, see what we said earlier. And this could change. It could change. We may change yeah. it one, do it one week and go, oh gosh, that didn't work very well. And boy, well, let's back off. Or we may say that worked great. We can maybe take another step. Yeah. But it could change by the time we post this podcast. <laughs> yeah, could. that's right. This could all be irrelevant. Um, yeah. And so it's a shorter idea. Um, we're still inviting everyone to join us at our online services, which are onelifechurch.org slash live. Actually updated um, the platform that we use. It's going to look a little bit different, but hopefully people will have um, less issues of any streaming issues on the new platform. It looks a lot better on mobile and um, a little bit cleaner as well. So, um, But we're still inviting everyone to join us at onelifechurch.org slash live um, every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. No 6 p.m. No 6 p.m. Yeah. That's right. We got big plans for the 6 p.m. Yeah, we're going to do some stuff this week because it's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. That's yeah. right. For for everyone's mother, we're going to have something special. What are you going to, are you like celebrating in any certain way, like either at your house or at um, with your mom? 
you know that uh, we we typically the way we do it is we give Mother's Day to uh, our mothers, my wife and I, mm-hmm. and then we try to figure out another time because my wife is obviously a mother as sure. well, and uh, we try to figure out another time to do hers. And then now my I have a daughter who's a mother, so yeah. it gets pretty complicated, honestly. And and I don't know the specifics right now. I'm still trying to figure that out in my head. Good people to celebrate with, though. Yeah, my mom keeps yeah. asking if I'm coming up. I, I don't. I'm not originally from Evansville, although I've been here 19 years, so I guess I'm from here now. Oh, yeah, you're from. So, yeah, but she's like, are you going to come visit? I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing that I should be doing or not, so we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah, that's right. You have to be careful about those things. Yeah. And then then remember uh, that uh, this... This Thursday, starting at Thursdays on 7 p.m. for the next uh, few weeks, we are going to do this thing called Explorer Edition, which maybe we'll talk about a little bit more. We've mentioned it some. Yeah. And uh, it's all it's designed for people who are not believers, and we're trying to speak directly to them and kind of create an online experience. That's I like to picture it like you're really literally sitting across the table having coffee with someone and talking through Christian belief and the whys and, the, and trying to be uh, – trying to – think through problems from the other person's seat and answer those questions in a way that they can receive and, and think through on a deeper level. So hope uh, people will check that out just to see what you think and even invite someone that you know in your life that wouldn't be open to necessarily do a church thing, but would be open to do an explorer thing. Yeah. Plus the goal is to make them 20, 20 22 minutes long. So. Yeah. 22 minutes is about the time of a typical TV sitcom that you prior been binging on that some streaming exactly platform. Right. So, so just about anybody can handle a 22 minute thing. Yep, and that's going to be at the same place that we actually do church online, but it'll look very different. It's not a church service. Um, It really is just a conversation and a space for people to come in and ask questions. Uh, You can come into the chat room, and you don't have to put your real name in. You can ask a question, and we're going to compile those and then uh, hop over to a Facebook Live right after the service ends, and um, Brett's going to be in there and trying to answer some questions or at least have a conversation about them. That's right. Try. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of great things coming up at One Life. Um, again, you know, just continue to stay connected to our social media. Um, and for the best in updates, uh, you can go to onelifechurch.org slash update or hit update on the One Life app um, and continue to listen to the podcast. And we'd love for you guys to share this out any any uh, any place that you're listening um, or leave us a comment. Uh, as we talked about earlier, if you have any ideas, just post those in the comments. That helps us out even there uh, to let people know that you've been listening. Let us know you've been listening and have some ideas. Anything else, Brett? I would just say, read the book of Luke. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the other goal. That's the assignment. Just get in Luke as much as possible because we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus in the most literal way I can think of. So just keep going for that. And when there's reading plans posted, there's a lot of opportunities to, to do that. I got a question for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. From my reading from Luke this morning. Okay. Um, actually, I was talking to Zach about it today and it just, I was like, I know this, but like it just, it just hit different this morning. And so um, I was reading through and um, where, um, uh, Zachariah's wife is um, uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't think of that. Um, anyway, but she is uh, she's pregnant now, and she um, uh, is meeting with Mary. And it says that, like in in the book of Luke, in the first chapter, it says that um, immediately when they became close to each other, that she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And my first thought was like, oh yeah, that's like something that you think of. You know, it's a very uh, common phrase you hear in church. And then I was like, wait a second. We always talk about how we've been, um, the Holy Spirit dwells within us after Jesus, right? And so this was pre, you know, Jesus's whole story playing out, you know, here on earth. And so yet, but yet you still see the Holy Spirit being talked about in the Old Testament. And, you know, and so I just hadn't thought of that in that way before. So I don't really know if there's a question there, but it's more of like, 
I always had thought in my head, like, well, the Holy Spirit came after Jesus right. um, because that's what dwells here. And so, I don't know. It, you ever thought but, about yeah, that? Yeah, and throughout the Bible, you'll have, it, it, it will use that term, that the, the Spirit of God came upon so-and-so so, so, mm -hmm. and, so and they did such-and-such, such, uh, the prophets and, and uh, the power, you know, when Samson was powerful and he did things, it was the spirit of God that did that through him and things of that nature. And, uh, and so, and, and especially with that group, especially John the Baptist, he's like this crossover person because what we have is that the Holy spirit is now open to all who have faith in Christ. And, or as before it was the Bible kind of, pictures it as this special thing that happens to a select few here and there for special uh, callings and duties and, and uh, the gifts. But now we have, and the, the Holy Spirit takes up residence us, in us uh, in, a, in a different way than prior to that kind yeah. of thing. So, and then John the Baptist was that crossover person. So Elizabeth and Zechariah, they're going from the old covenant to the new covenant and they're kind of in both circles or something like that, I think yeah. is the way to say it. I just, it was some, yeah, fun, something different yeah. that I hadn't paid attention to because I probably read that line and just passed right. over it. And in my head, I was like, wait, that's something that is a really big deal. You know, when yeah. it says the Holy Spirit, you know, came over her, or entered her, it was just like, oh, wow, that's really just fascinating. But so. you're making the point because what I'm hoping, I think most people, most Christian people have pr probably read Luke even or heard a lot of the Luke's, but that's what I'm hoping will people do. They'll see things they hadn't seen before, even though they've seen it before though. And, and, and you're seeing it because you're different now. Your life is different yeah. now. So each time you read the Bible, you're going to bring something else to it that you didn't bring 10 years ago. And that's what I'm hoping people will do. They'll discover Jesus in that way. Like, Oh wow. I've, I've heard the story of the prodigal son, for instance. Well, everybody knows the story, but I bet you, if you go back and read it now, it'll strike you different than it did a few years ago. That's a good point. That's the hope. We got a couple of different ways we suggest for you to check out the book of Luke. And again, I said this um, in our service last week, just find the one that helps you engage daily with it. Um, because I think that could look different for everyone. Some people, um, it could be using a plan on the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, we recommend the one on Acts um, from uh, the Bible Project. It's pretty good. It has some videos with it and then also some devotionals with it as well. Um, we have daily Bible readings uh, here at One Life. You can find those on the One Life website or app from our friend Dan Sullivan, who is super relatable. Dan is, does such a good job of just relating to everyday life, but also connecting it in this really cool way. Um, or if maybe you're just someone who's really visual and you need to start with something, just check out some of the videos from the Bible Project on the book of Luke. There's actually two of them because it's a pretty long book. Um, and so yes. a lot of things to <laughs> highlight, but it does a good job also of just kind of giving you some reference points of when it was written and, and things that were happening in that time. So check out the book of Luke. And again, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And uh, we'll probably have new information about what's going on next week. Thanks for joining us.